What's up? Katlao Charlie here, and this is a theater maker in Mzanzi. This is my monthly podcast where I'm going to be sitting down with all the coolest theater makers in the game today. I want to talk to them about their process, their politics, and their audiences, amongst a bunch of other things. I also want to talk to you about this thing that we call art that we love so much. Anyway, without uh, much uh, further ado, let's do this. To remember is an art form. To go into the biological memory and to rely on bone and DNA as sources of information in the time travel of both past and future is an intuitive skill. To awaken the primary senses in anatomy is perhaps the answer to the social responsibility and the political questions of this country and world. I have been curious and a fan of language in its various forms, physical language and verbal language, and the language of performance, which marries the two through discipline. My entire analysis has always been from the perspective of purpose, why man lives. I have always come to the conclusion of love. What better way to introduce this week's guest? Today, I'm sitting down with one half of the amazing, amazing theater duo, Mr. Billy Langa. Let me tell you a little bit about Billy. This is just a brief, brief summary because to cover all his accolades would take us a couple more shows. Billy Langa, one half of the theater duo, is an award-winning actor, playwright, director, educator, and conceptualist. Langa takes a curious approach to theater, puzzling out what it means to those who perform and to those who witness. This relationship is deeply relational to the body, a somatic experience. A recent interest of his is the presence of language and how it fits into the physicality of theater. Langa, together with his longtime collaborator, Masatsi Mkonyane, were invited to be part of the interdisciplinary space, the Center for the Less Good Idea, created by renowned artist William Kentridge, where they were commissioned to create, play, investigate, and create new work. His accolades include the Cape Town Fringe Fresh Award for Performance, the Standard Bank Ovation Award, the Naledi Theatre Award for Best Production for Young Audiences, the Standard Bank Ovation Bronze Award, the Standard Bank Ovation Best Ensemble Award, Best of International at the International Youth Arts Festival in the UK, and the Arts and Culture Trust Impact Runner-Up Award. Probably one of the most famous of the theatre duo's work, in which Langa was writer and performer, is Tswalo. I started this segment of the podcast with the author's note written by Billy Langa, found in the new edition of Tswalo, published by Iwaloa Books, and I suggest that you get yourself a copy. So let me tell you a little bit more about Tswalo. Tswalo is a body of poems constructed to fragment, in a way, a narrative that is carried in both physicality and voice. It is placed in the timeless space of existence and explores the primary themes of being, chaos and beauty, blood and birth, love and war, in the same frame. The body of work was conceived through celebrating and investigating performance poetry in a theatrical space. Poetry as language of liberation, both performative and literal in this contemporary time, 
and as a tool to explore the discipline of performance, borrowing from that of crafting a poem. And this is just an introduction into the life and the work of today's guest, Billy Langa. So the conversation that we had is slightly different from the conversations I've had with Mkholisi in the past weeks, uh, largely as a result of, you know, the questions and the critiques that you had as an as a community, the feeling that there was a bit of a staleness in our exchange between myself and X, this coming as a result of us being in different locations and using recording. So with this interview, I want you to imagine yourself in Melville. You're sitting at a table. On the one seat is Billy Langa, on the other is myself, and on the other is you. You get to hear an exchange between the two of us, but there is life happening all around us. We are not unaffected by the world that we're sitting in. Cars are whizzing past, children are also whizzing past, people are going about their daily life. And in the midst of all of this is you, me, and Billy, just trying to get through all of these interesting matters. Without any further ado, let's get into the interview. So I was like, yeah, I'm really excited actually about this. Because cool. um, I listened to a few of them in the UK and all of that. Months ago, actually. So in my head, I'm like, yo, we don't have mm-hmm. these conversations sure. in the country sure. at all sure. about craft or ways of making or ways of making it. And it was dope. To hear that you're doing that. Cool. Yeah. I think the whole idea for me, uh, it comes out of a desire, first of all, to have conversations like sure. this and seeing the, the value of then taking that conversation and putting it out there. Right. Because I'm pretty sure the questions that I have, I'm not the only one who has them, mm-hmm. but I have access to you. Sure. Why not create a Use space that, where people yeah. can come and eat this kind of information? Mm-hmm. Second, hundred years down the line people are going to be asking about where did these guys come from what were they doing how do they you know and how do I find information about their work their processes and then third my PhD Mm. it focuses on uh, the linkages between public intellectualism artivism and theater right so I'm looking at how these three different disciplines look at knowledge Mm. and its dissemination so so I'm in thinking about this this isn't an output of my study but to get into the mode of Listening to people talk about how they deal with theater, I sure. thought, well, a podcast might be uh-huh. the best might way to do that. So, building up? that kind of archive. So, thank you, Billy Langa. Hala, hala. Thank you so much for agreeing to this. Uh, one half of the illustrious theater duo. Um, all right, so let's jump right into it. Sure. Cool. Give me a brief background of your journey in the arts individually and leading up to how theater duo was born. Sure. So I bumped into it, this um, theatre thing. Um, I come from electrical engineering background. Electrical engineering, yeah. okay. I never knew that I wanted to do this, I never knew. I just wrote poems like everyone sure. else, you know. Well, that, that, that shows, <laughs> <laughs> the poetry shows. So yeah, um, and then... And then in the midst of the poems, you know, um, I started deciding to go to the Trevor Huddleston Center because mm-hmm. uh, I live in Sakata. Okay. And it's next door where I stay. And I was just curious about the space and what's going on there. And also, I, I felt like it was time I shared what I was writing in secrecy, you know, mm. because no one knew that I was writing these things. Mm. And you'd been writing all along? Yeah, like, okay. like from high school, sure. just, you know, fascinated. Uh, the poetry and language, really. 
and from my home language more than anything mm. really translated to English. Yeah. That has been a thing that I've okay. been on for sure. the longest time, okay. but not even aware, you know? And then I went to the center and it wasn't bad, actually. Except, so my poetry was not that bad. Okay. <laughs> it's a good thing to discuss. <laughs> you know, sure. I go, I'm not terrible, yeah. actually. Yeah. You know? sure. I'm, I'm all right, yeah. I'm all right. Um, and then at the center we get this great opportunity and one is offered to go on to an exchange in Netherlands uh, to collaborate with this company called Poetry Cycle Noah. Mm -hmm. what, what, what year was this? This is year 2009, okay. late 2009, okay. uh, beginning of 2010. So um, a decade ago? Yeah. Ten years ago. Hey, hey, still here. <laughs> this is the point where I'm leaving engineering. Okay. Because uh, I'm only doing these poems on Saturday. Yeah. So end of 2009. That's where I'm going. You know what? I'm done with this engineering thing. I'm gonna try this um, poetry thing. And I have an interview, a big interview for my engineering course um, for an internship. And I go there and I'm like in the top two of the people who are left on that thing and I'm left with this thing as well. Do I go to the Netherlands? Um, if I go to the Netherlands, um, this means I lose this opportunity of job. Yeah. And I'm having to choose between the two. And with parents having yeah. to spend money yeah. to do yeah. engineering, their question is when you come back, what happens? Yeah. And, um, and I decided not to go there. I went for the interview, which I didn't get. And for me, that was the wow. ultimate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> if yeah. I don't get this one, yeah. it's the other one. Hey, sure. Because you know, sure. the, you, the, I mean, the Netherlands was, was guaranteed, you know, it was there. I just needed to choose. And I chose something that didn't work out. And that made it clear for me that... Uh, what did that teach you? That um, choosing the wrong thing. Sure. Yeah. I mean, um, for me, it was a matter of pleasing my folks mm -hmm. and um, making striking balance. You know. Also, I found it um, very good that I made that choice for me to know what is mine. You know, uh, to choose wrong for me to actually know what the right one is. Mm -hmm. Because uh, I wasn't really worried that much when I didn't get the job. I was in fact excited sure. because I knew Finally. now. Yeah. Uh, I knew very well uh, that this is the one thing that I have to do. Because the thing that would give me more money at that time did not work out. And the thing that I was passionate about was ready for me. And I didn't choose it. And the ultimatum kind of made it clear for me that it's, it's clear. Yeah. It's clear. This is what you have to do. Yeah. Um, and that's what I've told my folks as well. I was like, um, Liable one. I tried. Sure. I did. Sure. I, it's not like I didn't. Yeah. I tried. Yeah. Uh, we had callbacks for that thing, for that interview like, yeah. three times, you know? Sure. Like cutting yeah. down. <laughs> it felt like an addition. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And to be top two was great for yeah. my head. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I can't do this thing. Sure. Yeah. But this is what's meant for me. And then I left that thing. Mm. And I went to the Trevor Gilstein Center, and that's when I got introduced to this theatre space. Mm. Um, and then we went to the UK mm. and did this production, Zanandule. Um, Just the volume? Uh, did this production, Zanandule, which uh, was heightened text, 
um, and was also an introduction to that um, heightened language. Mm. Um, also, so prior to this, you'd never done theatre before? I'd never done theatre before. Never, never, sure. never, never, wow. never, never. Yeah. Um, and the centre was collaborating with this uh, the centre in the UK called the Asher Centre. Mm. And it looks on religion, or peace in the world and all of that. Sure. Um, also, the ideas that Trevor Huddleston was about in South Africa yeah. in the 50s. Yeah, yeah. So they collaborated on that, and these, these theatre makers came to South Africa looking for these young performers, uh, and we happened you. to be there. <laughs> <laughs> right place, right time. Right time. So. And when I got there, so we got introduced to a lot, you know, seeing young people who are actually doing theatre, studying yeah. it. And yeah. for me, that was like a big thing, because sure. I didn't know you could study this thing. You know? I really did not know. I did not know. And when I'm there, my peers are dope, man. They're so good. Um, and just opened my mind bigger even, you know, seeing what people are doing with poetry, <laughs> in fact, uh, and performance mm. in the theatre. Yeah. It's, yeah, blew my mind. And I, when I came back, I was like, I'm going to Vitz uh, or the lab. Yeah. Uh, and it made sense for me to choose the lab because it was just two years. Uh, I had okay. done the other yeah, years sure. of engineering. Yeah. Uh, and now when I found out they only take 12 students at the lab, I was like, oh, <laughs> oh my word, I'm not going to get this, sure. you know. Sure. Fortunately, I got it. Yeah. And also getting it kind of made me go, this is the right thing. What's yours is coming to This is to mine you. now, sure. you know. Sure. And yeah, and that, 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 kind, that was it, you know. And into the lab also my idea was write better because uh, I didn't think I could act at all. Uh, I I never I never considered myself as that. So my my, my point of departure was always writing. Writing, sure. Um, I got to the lab and I, uh, you know, because yeah. my style of writing is like not traditional. Conventional, right? sure, sure. <laughs> so I found that I couldn't write in traditional sense. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I could act better than my writing. And and that made me go on a quest to write for my acting, you know, or act for my writing, mm. which. Mm. Yeah, it was mm. A, mm. a difficult thing. So at this point already you had decided what you wanted to write for yourself? Yeah. Okay. At the lab, that's mm -hmm. why I decided that mm -hmm. my writing cannot be performed by anyone else clearly because it's not traditional. But I see it in my head and I'm so learning how to perform here. Yeah. So I need to take this performance into this writing and see if it can work. Uh, because our writing class is difficult for me. You know? So I'm deciding... I need to find a way to perform for this text. Because uh, clearly I can't write traditionally, I don't know how to. Uh, but I think it can work the way I see it, I think it can. I sure. just need to find a performance for it. Yeah. And I get drawn to physical theatre yeah. at the lab. Uh, physical theatre really kind of makes me see the images that I'm writing clearly with my body, you know? And I was looking at this... Um, um, the concept of the moon being the site for the F in the night because it's black right in the evening mm -hmm. so you can't see unless the moon is there. So the moon is our eyes. Eyes for yeah. the night, you sure. know. Um, and also stemming from my saying that it does disappear at some point. The sun does disappear at some point so there needs to be another form of light. And to know that the sun is reflect, I mean, yeah, reflected onto the moon mm -hmm. for the earth, yeah, you know. Yeah. So the relationship between these three bodies yeah. in space. Yeah. Yeah, and as those great ideas sure. came, you know. Sure. Uh, and then I made a whole long piece 
uh, like 50 minutes long after five zero yeah wow. after after graduation sure as a piece sure. stand alone one hand yeah. no director yeah. no you know yeah <laughs> terrible <laughs> Terrible, as terrible. They are, as oh, they are, man. As they are. People came to us, they go, yo, these are big ideas. Sure. You know, it can work if yeah. you, you know, really sure. work on it. Yeah. And Mashati was a close friend of mine at this point. But, uh, so he watches the work as well. He goes, oh, nice, 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 nice. And I had already done Tualo as a movement piece as well from my graduation and the piece was stemming from birth life and death yeah you me us yeah. one two three yeah those were the words yeah at the, the end word. also yeah yeah, yeah who, sure. which the words made it to the end yeah. of the piece sure. there, was, there was no words at all it's just the movement piece from the beginning to the end 45 minutes long also difficult you know um, and it was a site specific which was made, done at the cradle of humankind uh -huh. as a collaboration um, it was done in 2012 yes. uh, and they were doing the rebirth cycle so the calendar the Malayan calendar was doing a, a full cycle or something and the entire globe was going through that on the 12th of December 2012 as part of this uh, collaboration with uh, these ladies from the UK Touchstone collaborations, they work with food and the concept of fermentation. So how food reproduces life within itself, wow. you know, and how that is related to human beings. And Nabu, you never think of food as living. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, salt, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. All these things, you know. Yeah. yeah. That household really, you know, yeah. reproduces life and and extends life, you know. Because um, built a yes, so you use salt right yeah, on yeah, it yeah. to extend the life sure, in it sure. and drain water sure. out of it. Yeah, yeah, the usage of salt onto food uh, to preserve, uh, and that's that was what they were investigating and. We, we and I was investigating the concept of infinity in the soul of a human being, you know, that dying does not mean the end, Death. yeah. Um, Bronwyn, uh, Lace from yeah. the Center for the Los Gradia, she was part of this, mm. not knowing that I'll meet her a few years later, later. to do the show called Salt. Salt. I was gonna ask, <laughs> is there a connection? Between yes, the two? okay, absolutely, okay, absolutely. The link is like all there, you know, mm. so. And I think I think this uh, really my quest for for finding out language for performance for myself and the topics that I found myself in in this journey have kind of uh, inspired the works that I make. You know, uh, it's like a continuous question on the same subject, just with different titles around it. Uh, so, Soul to the production as well was inspired by this conversation of like extension of life on what Soul does. Uh, for people, and uh, that it was a monetary value at some point. Yes, you know, that's yes. the cheapest thing to buy now, sure. but we used it as coin yeah. once upon a time sure. to buy. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, there was a, a point when I think it was in Mali, sure. they would trade salt for gold, yes. right? Yes. And this is how Mansa Musa became so big uh -huh. because they had yeah. all the salt, all so the salt. they yeah. got all, all the gold. The money. Yeah. Yeah. And that the word salary is derived from the word salt, you know? So the prefix of salt is the prefix of salary. Yeah. It roots from that word 
salad as well, the yeah. taste in the food, because yeah. otherwise it's just vegetables. Yeah. But the moment you add salt, yeah. it's a salad. Flea, yeah. yeah. And um, the sweat, mm. right? Mm. That, the tears. Uh, yeah, the yeah. tears. Mm. That's interesting. Sweat and tears as the extension of life, sure. right? Yes. Because when, whenever you're, if you're sweating, uh-huh. you it's sort of like you're shedding you're whole shedding skin more, yeah. so that you can give way yeah. to the birth. To, and to when you're new, crying, yeah. it's similar in yeah. an emotional sense. Taking out. Sure. Yeah. Hmm. Um, hmm. So yeah, just looking at what that, what the what the salt is really in the bigger scheme of things, hmm. and the chemical compounds as well in that, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, from a physical perspective, from, uh, the salt in the pee as well, yeah. the amounts of salt that is there. Yeah. Also to say we need it, yeah. but more of it as well can burn us, you know? So how much of it do we need? Yeah. And that inspired the work. Um, I don't know if I'm getting out of place. No, 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 it's all good. <laughs> so you're answering mul- multiple questions sure. at the same time, <laughs> so it's, it's all good. Yeah, yeah. so... And yeah, and then and then that then then inspires the solo performance thing, mm-hmm. um, which one has been curious about. Also, to say how do we find the differences in all these productions that are solo? Will you do the works alone forever? Uh, will you only write for yourself? Nah, you know. Yeah. Will you only write prose, or will you ever get a point where you write dialogue? You know. Which are the questions that I'm still answering now. Sure. And fascinated about, you know, really. Uh, also, I mean, when we, when I, when I did Baba collaborating with Teresa and Abunzika, mm. I was writing for myself. But it was fascinating to see myself not out in, inside. Now Matthew uh, in it, you know, and doing the words. And for me, at that point, kind of confirmed that it's possible. You can actually, actually write for someone. Yes. <laughs> weight off one's shoulders. Yeah, I'm like, oh, sure. oh finally, okay. finally. It, sure. it does work. So it's about right, finding yeah, the right person. Yeah, the right person to do it. Yeah. Uh, I can hear it the way yeah. I want to hear it, yeah. you know, when I'm writing it. I can hear it from someone else uh, without even having to explain what I'm trying to say. Because um, I think that's the other thing. Uh, speaking for one's writing, I, I, I don't think I, I know how to do that as of yet. Because to some extent, I want the writing to do the speaking for itself. Because maybe I don't understand it as well. That's interesting. Because the assumption is a writer just knows, knows. Yeah. and you know yeah. where everything is coming yeah. from, and everything comes predetermined. You've thought about you've thought everything. About All the words that are there, you've Can, thought about. Some of the best moments yeah. were just fast. Just, yeah, you know, just happening. Mistakes yeah. of yeah. consistency. Yeah. Sometimes I mean, I read and I go. Phew. <laughs> what are you saying? What's going on? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure. And and in my head I go the liberty is in the performer's interpretation. Yeah. And what sense do they find in this nonsensical sure. sentence? Sure. You know. Sure. I don't know what they do of the situation or where they place it. You yeah. know. Yeah. Because um, uh, I think that's the thing. The placement is a thing, really, mm. and that's the genius of Mahlati mm. in this production. So how did how did the click come together? So I tell Mathati about Twalo uh, is this movement piece that I've done for the rebirth thing and then he finds it fascinating because uh, I've already done Mwedi which he saw, it, which he saw. Sure. it's not directed yeah. but he doesn't want to touch it you yeah, know? Yeah. so is that your yeah. thing? Yeah. <laughs> 
Sure. That's your thing. Yeah. I don't want to get involved in that thing. Uh, can, can, we, more. can we carve something else yeah. that is, you know, yeah. um, sprouting from this idea of birth life and death and expand your ideas on that? How's about you write something on that? And I'm like, oh no, dope. He's actually the one who said, who came up with the idea of actually doing the production. Because mm. for me, it was like stuck in the movement piece. That's what it is. Yeah. It's a body work. Yeah. And that's it. Because yeah. I've got the text thing going sure. on with sure. the yeah. which I So here I'm exploring something else yes. completely different. Yeah. Yeah. And then he comes with the suggestion, no, dog. Um, the movement is great. Uh, because with 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 Mwedi, it was limited. There was, there was no yeah. There's no movement yeah. as well. It's yeah. really text driven. Sure. So now he's like, no, let's match these two worlds. You know, um, your writing and your movement space. But from these last words of the work, you know, um, and then we go into the space of writing. And, and you're writing together. Yeah, we're sure. writing together. So I'm writing and he's in Cape Town. So I'm in Joburg. I write all these things and I keep on saying, yo, read here. Yeah. And the first texts, man, were so academic, yeah. you know? It's like a lecture, a whole yeah. lecture on how man, you know, came to being yeah. and, you know, faded yeah. away. Yeah. And then it's like, ah, I don't. <laughs> Nah, man, what are we doing? There's no poetry here, sure, you know? Sure. Where's the poetry? Yeah. We need the poetry sure. for the performance to yeah, happen, you sure. know? Um, oh. And then, and then, and then, and then, I think, I think in him saying that as well, gave me the liberty to go back to my non-conventional way what of writing. What you thought was wrong. Yeah. Wrong. Sure. Uh, I go back to that and I start sourcing from that space, uh, that imaginative space that big vast world um, borrowing from Mwe, these mm-hmm. uh, sprout of ideas you know that go into that place again you know, to say okay this is where I gathered all the ideas and start writing uh, creatively and uh, yeah breaking all the rules yeah. you know, uh, trying to make no sense yeah. and wrote in little pockets you know and the pieces of the text could Come like I don't know where I wrote mostly from my phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. All of it yeah. from these pieces. Yeah. Going. yeah, yeah, yeah. Something would just yeah. Oh. And I'm like yes, yes, yes. That sounds dope. And then put it away. Yeah. And then another thing that is absolutely not related to that comes, and that's how the the pockets of the work came. You know, I'd send stuff to him. Goes ah, this is dope. Would you put yourself in a certain kind of mind frame, or would it just happen um, randomly? I mean. I mean, this was random and also intentional. In because you had already decided that yeah, you're doing yeah, this. Yeah, doing this. Sure, sure. And then it exists in this space. Yeah, yeah. Also, the, the, and this goes to your question of do we read to get inspired so that we write? Yeah. So the reading material there at that time was mostly the Bible, mm. the Quran as mm. well and um, all these scientific, like the cosmic <laughs> ideas yeah. in the Around creation, yeah, sure. mythology. Sure. And, um, so let me ask you a question, sorry sure. to derail. Sure. When we were speaking about the moon, right? Uh-huh. In the Bible story, mm-hmm. the first utterance is let there be light. Sure. But the sun and the moon are only created on the third day. Yes. So I always ask the question, what is the light, light. that is on the first day? Sure. Have you ever thought about that? In, in I thought it's way? the word mm. because at some point in the Bible, they say first there was word. 
So in that yeah, word, yeah. then there should be light. Sure. You know. So the light that creates. Yes. The light that we are. Yeah, that we are. Um, then the object that yeah. is light. That might be edited out because that's just a personal <laughs> question. Maybe I'll keep it, but but we'll, we'll see. Continue. continue. Sure. Yeah. So I read all these stuffs, yeah. you know, and on also referring from what my granddad had told me you know, uh, about creation. He had always spoken about Egypt. Egypt. And, yeah. Okay. All the time. Your and, grandfather. Yeah, and I I did not understand that. Yeah. You know? Um, he always said, uh, yes. Yeah, Salmonat. Sure. Always said, Yeah. You know? Yeah. And all these these memories and, you know, reminiscence uh, made me read also on what Egypt has for the world and what the world says about Egypt and its source, you know? Um, and what the Bible has to say about that, but also my granddad in Zilimurut, you know, sure, uh, which I knew that his inspiration was from the Bible um, and from his teachings as well. So that made me read the Bible uh, uh, consecutively to try and find out also the arguments within it and yeah. how how it contradicts itself, sure, you know? sure, um, and how the the. Islamic religion fights with the the Christian, Christian and the Christian with the Islamic, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, and also how they reference each, each other, other. Sure, you know? sure. Uh, and the parallels in the stories, sure. the narratives that are yeah, similar. Yeah. Sure. So, for me, looking at Horus, looking at Jesus, yeah. looking at Muhammad, it's the same thing. Yeah. Like, same story yeah, being interpreted yeah, different, different places. Yeah. And took us back to when the when the earth was like this big land and water before it separated. Separation, sure. And you look at the the Asians, their uh, religious ways mm -hmm. or their spiritual ways, the South Americans, mm. uh, the Africans, mm. you know. And I'm like, they, these indigenous uh, knowledge is still there, just split, you know. Yeah. Uh, so surely sources from the same place uh, and those were what was inspiring the work that uh, the source is the same um, and the title of Tswalo was Tswalo Perfect. slash source source yeah sure. so all of it uh, derives from the same space and all that is life really and conflict is bound to happen for life to be you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's not wrong yeah. Uh, yeah the world has to be in that space you know sure so we find here. peace we must know <laughs> yeah, yeah you know sure. so we can't fight it really yeah. uh, uh we just know need to know how to exist in it um and that's what inspired all these big ideas and my personal narrative as well on the concept of memory on how far can we remember mm. um, as a people yeah which brought in the idea of this child remembering their own birth yeah their yeah. own birth yeah. and their their their, their hand in it sure. you know yeah. uh, so that we, speaks about that with the spirit child yes. that chooses the parents yes. yeah sure yes. sure i mean that was read as well yeah. you yeah. know yeah and also uh, the other book that we re read a lot was uh, The Healing Spirit of Africa by uh, Malidoma Somi. He speaks on the idea of ritual mm. uh, between the African and the Western uh, and the treatment in those. 
No, it was extraordinary to read that book at that time. Mm. Uh, it kind of it really informed, really, the sensitivity around this uh, content, you know, and the treatment so that it can be inclusive, you know, uh, so that uh, the Westerners could feel like this is theirs mm. as well, and the Africans can feel like this is theirs, and the Easterners as well. Mm. So that book really was a, like a huge inspiration uh, in, in, in finding the sensitivity around the work. And, you know, we had six months of all this, writing and um, reading and sending material. And what, what year was this? This is 2016. 2016. Yeah. At this point, the duo already exists as the Theatre Duo. When, yeah. when did you come into existence so as Theatre Duo? So the duo comes into existence uh, late 2015. Late 2015. We're doing a goalie. Mm. In this moment, it's when we are creating a thing called the movement RSA. Aha. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, one of the movement RSA. Yes. So when Masati still called himself Deep Boy. Yes. Yeah. When Masati yeah. still called himself <laughs> Deep Boy. Sure. Sure. So we are there at VETS uh, running around watching uh, students perform in their exams and all of that. And we are fascinated about um, heightened text, again, okay, the Greek mythological texts. And we want to do a thing called the messengers. So take all the messengers from all these tragic Greek mm. texts, put them in one, let them tell Speak. us what yeah, yeah yeah what they went through from all those yeah, sure. plays. Yeah. Yeah. And then we want to take it to South Africa, you know, don't kill the messenger. And then we start investigating on this. And then we bump into Antigone. And Mahatmaklaz had always been excited about doing Antigone. Okay. And then we bump into these you know, and we start uh, saying we want one, two, three, four, choosing, you know, and we chose this collective uh, and chose Antigone as the text for us to tackle. And then we looked at Avda at the lab as well, Lee, amazing performer from the lab was in there, Sane from Avda was in there, and uh, the guys from Vitz um, were in there, and then we said, we like, yo, Here's this thing, and what we're thinking is just to put heads together from different institutions, different ways of thinking, um, a company that can really take us into the industry, you know? Because it's difficult to graduate and get in. Yeah. So let's make a leeway for ourselves, sure, really, not sure. wait for anyone else. Um, and in formulating the movement RSA, the theater Jew is becoming, you yeah, know? Yeah. Uh, uh, also, our thing in the movement RSA was. Um, Here's this production, we're going to direct it. Um, also, after doing it, we're not going to hog the group or the collective. Uh, we will take a step back, take a step back yeah. um, find another yeah. collective, yeah. Uh, do the same thing. Yeah. You know? sure. uh, and with the movement RSA, it worked perfectly well, man. Uh, the production was beautiful as well. Um, Just Antigone, which uh, the adaptation mm. was in fact written by my friends. Ah. Dope. You know, sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, and I feel like that credit is not, wow. you know, yeah. out there. Yeah. And it was so beautiful, man. Um, which got us in our lady, um, and we co-directed the work. Uh, and Jovan got uh, best performer as well for that in the Maledis, um, and that kind of really made the country kind of see us or the industry see us. Um, as a possibility, you know, 
um, and everyone was so excited about the idea of these young people together uh, with their young uh, mannerisms. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Sure. Uh, out here doing their thing, yeah. excited yeah. to be out here, really, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and I think that then kind of defined also our palette on really how to exist in the industry. That we are these guys, that we can't try to be other people. We are these guys who are young and excited. And excitable, maybe, you know, mm -hmm, sometimes. Sure. Uh, then, 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 Tualo is then we start thinking of Tualo in that space yeah, as well. Yeah. Together. Yeah. You know, after the guys uh, have done their thing, we must also uh, do Tualo. So, concurrently, as he goes for Cape Town, we start working on Tualo. And uh, the guys are performing Antigone around schools. Um, and then we do Tualo, which also uh, does great in that in the first year as well. And I think the reason why it does well is also because the attention is on us. Like, um, was just Antigone a mistake? Or are these people on? Oh, can can they actually do this yeah. thing? And and when we did Tualo, we were so scared because we thought like this is a hybrid. You know, what is this thing? Uh, we've never seen anything of this nature. Yo, what if it doesn't land? And the beauty uh, in Matlat is dramatic, you know? In knowing this piece will be here, mm. this one will be here. Mm. This makes sense when it comes here. Mm. Um, and layering the work, mm. you know? Uh, also making me see it mm. now, going, oh, you sharks! Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, okay, we'll two piece this, okay, we'll put this line yeah. to connect this chunk with yeah. this chunk, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, Oh, this is what we are following. Yeah. We were literally in the room on the floor for five days after this six months of, you know, battling with this yeah, thing online. Yeah. yeah. Um, and only having a week in the room to make this thing. And I mean, we bought all these big things. Set, you know, you know, we're like, yo, we're gonna have this. Excitable this young guy, people. Yeah, it's gonna be traveling, yeah. you know, going Ah, and then the blanket came yeah, later, you know, yeah. like scrapped everything. Yeah. And I think that was like the moment where we found it. Yeah. When the blanket came into yeah. the room, was the moment where we went, Us. this is where the thing is. Uh, we don't need anything else. We need this thing. Uh, yeah. What else can it do? You sure. know? Um, and we kind of found the language for the work. And, and now Mathati's excitement now was to put the performer to test. How far can the performer go um, in a space with a blanket and lights and a pole that is long? What can he do to make us see what he's saying without sounding smart and everything and being genuine? And also that, that excited me as well to be put on this challenge of really jumping into this big world and uh, managing to ground us in it. Yeah, yeah, and say and say even if you haven't gone to these fancy schools, this you know, you know, uh, there will be words that you won't hear, but you won't need to hear them. Uh, there will be some nonsensical sentences, but you won't focus on that. How do we find the spirit of the, the world, you know? Um, and that excited me so much as well to, 
to kind of explore things that I've always wanted to explore, uh, from my performance abilities to my text. Um, because uh, I had always been referred to the guy who does movement and never text. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're tired of it. And for me, I was like, no, man. Yeah. I want I sure. to showcase sure. something else sure. as well. Yeah. Uh, and we were so scared when we showed it for the first time. Yeah. It was like, this has never been seen before. It's probably terrible. Um, and the feedback was really, 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 really what made us really follow through now. Because uh, the feedback that we got was, this is it. Billy, you need to see it. And that kind of made me go, okay. From a technical aspect, it's done. It's now on, you. on me uh, to believe it. You know, uh, to see it as I imagine it. Uh, and, and carry that beautiful yeah, thing yeah, when you do yeah, it. That this is what I see and I want you to see it. And that kind of liberated um, us as well yeah. in seeing this weird thing that became what it is, you know? Sure. Yeah. Wow. Okay, well, since you've answered 17 of the questions that are really... <laughs> Well, if there's one thing I can tell you about Billy Langa, it's that he totally broke the rules of the interview. Um, he looked at all the questions and he figured, well, why don't I just go on a riff and answer all of them? But I think there was such tremendous value in just listening to him riff off of his experience and how these things fed into each other. I mean, the story about Salt, where it actually began and now seeing it reworked, you know, so many years later, it's sort of like we're going full circle. And that's been the nature of the interview. It's sort of been a back and forth, you know, in between the concepts that that I wanted to unearth in this interview. Um, this is by no means the end of it. Uh, tune in next week for the second part of my conversation with Billy Langa. Remember to follow the podcast on whichever platform you're listening, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcast, Anchor. And remember to like the Facebook page, A Theatre Maker in Mzanzi. Give me all your questions so that I can address them to Billy, and we'll deal with all of these after we're done with the interview. For now, peace.